name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Anesti, and Ascended. Um, the Holy Fifties are obviously winding down. This is the last week. And God willing, next week we're going to start transitioning into the next season of the church, which is Pentecost and then um, the Apostles' Fast. Apparently the Apostles' Fast is only the fast that priests and their wives fast. So pray for me as I embark on this for the first time. I'm just kidding. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. Um, but on a serious note, I, I pray that the Holy Fifties haven't been days that can just have come and gone. Where you, but were days that you truly experienced the joy and the resurrection of Christ in your life. Um, and if for whatever reason you haven't, it's okay. Because every day is a chance for us to invite Christ into our hearts. For Him to give us that transformation, that power, that grace, that joy that comes from the resurrection. Because the power of His resurrection is timeless. Today, by God's grace, I just want to talk a little bit about the last verse that we heard today in today's gospel, which where Christ says, In the world you will have tribulation, but be, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I feel a little bit compelled to defend God today, which is something a little bit weird to say in the church. Um, the reason I say this is because in just my short time in the priesthood, and even before the priesthood, <clears throat> I had a number of conversations with people that were mad at God. Okay? They're mad at God for the sufferings that they see all around them. They're mad at God for taking away a loved one. They're mad at God for allowing sicknesses. Uh, they're mad at God for not getting into the school they wanted or failing a test that they needed to pass. Or uh, mad at God for the difficult circumstances that they have in their marriage or maybe in their house. Mad at God for losing a job. You name it. You name it. They're just mad at God. And then this feeling towards God causes them to completely either leave the church and abandon God or be indifferent about Him. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure which one is worse. Um, and with the same token, there are others who out of their love for God and out of their simplicity and their faithfulness also attribute the will of God to everything that's happening. So divorce, sickness, death, uh, abuse, everything to God's will. To God's will. The thing is, God is innocent. God is innocent. Okay. You know, even the law here in the land says you're, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. But many times we pronounce the guilty very, very on God before even giving him the chance to show his innocence. You know, would a God that created us in his image and his likeness make us suffer, will for us to suffer? Would a God who created us, despite knowing that we would fall, that we'd have to take flesh, that he would have to lay down his life and that he would you know, take pleasure in making us suffer? Would a God who loved us and who loves us with an everlasting love make us suffer? Would a God who says that we are his sheep and that he will take care of us when the darkness comes make us suffer? Right? Would a God who binds up all our fractures and heals the brokenhearted then turn around and make us suffer? No, right? It doesn't make any sense. God doesn't will suffering. He doesn't will hardships or tribulations. He doesn't will sickness, death, uh, or anything of that nature. Okay? God wills our sanctification and our perfection, as St. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians. So if God is not willing all of this, okay, what is it? What is it? Simply, it's the separation from God. It's separation from God. If you notice before Christ gave the disciples the promise that he's with them in the midst of tribulations. He told them that they will be made to be scattered and will leave him alone. Okay? 
And that's also sometimes what happens with us, is that when tribulations, sufferings, hardships come, as opposed to running to Christ, we leave Him alone. Okay? As opposed to bringing my, my sadness to Him, I get discouraged from talking to Him. As opposed to bringing my hurt to Him, I go anywhere but Him to get my hurt, to get my, my hurt feelings uh, fixed. Right? Instead of bringing my questions to Him, I begin doubting Him. The thing is, sometimes we think life is all about happiness and everything is rainbows and butterflies. But it's not. It's not, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we sometimes feel that it's my right to get everything I want, how I want it, when I want it. To never encounter any pain or suffering. And if that doesn't occur in my life, then it's God who abandoned me. God is the blame for everything in my life. Uh, then God doesn't love me. Maybe even doubt his existence altogether. Okay. We have to understand that we live in a very, very broken world. Okay. And as a result of this broken world, it's the reason why we experience all that we do. Okay. It doesn't bring God any joy to see his children suffering. Okay. God is innocent. God is innocent. So how should I as a Christian view or understand sufferings altogether? Okay. I need to remember that I'm not made for earthly happiness, but for eternal joy. Okay? And that's why St. Paul says, the sufferings of this world are very small compared to the glory that is to come. Okay? The point of life is not necessarily the temporary happiness that we experience, okay? but it's the eternal union with God. But that eternity starts here and now on earth. We don't have to wait to eternity to experience eternity. And believe it or not, one way for us to be in union with God and to be more intimately united with Him is through sufferings and hardships. Okay? That's why St. Paul says in 2 Timothy, all those who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer. Will suffer. So this suffering, this idea of suffering is not new by any means. Okay? Life with God doesn't mean that the absence of sufferings, but it's His presence with me in the sufferings. Okay? Matter of fact, as a follower of Christ, I am to expect to suffer. And I'm also called to somehow be happy about it too. Okay? St. James says, My brethren, count to all with joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Right? So that's our, sanctific our sanctification, our perfection that God is after. So why should I be joyful or peaceful when I'm, ex when I'm experiencing sufferings? And it's because God is molding me to be made perfect so that I could spend eternity with Him. Okay? Just like a goldsmith has to put gold in the fire for it to, for it to completely melt and mold it, right? God uses the heat from the sufferings that we experience to mold us to be like Him. Okay? God doesn't will suffering on anyone, but... He permits them to happen, to mold us for the life to come. Okay? Like Joseph said to his brethren, you meant it for evil, but God used it for good. And that's exactly what happens with us. Okay? The sufferings that come into our life may be intended for evil, but God always uses it for good, always uses it for our edification, our sanctification, no matter what. And we have to believe and have faith in that.
He's not the cause of sufferings or pains, but he's the solution to everything that we experience. And if you look at today, Christ didn't promise a world free of pain or sickness or death or sufferings at all. If anything, he almost guaranteed it. He said, you will have tribulation. Okay? But he didn't stop there. If he stopped, we would have been in trouble. But he didn't stop there. He said, despite the tribu tribulations and hardships and the sufferings that you will experience, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And if he overcame the world, then I can overcome the world and all that comes with it too. Okay? Because he abides in me and I in him. Us having joy and peace in this life, even in the midst of everything that we see around us or we are experiencing ourselves, comes from the fact that Christ abides in me and I in him. It doesn't come because life is easy and that's why I'm happy. Okay? A lot of times we think this is, you know, if this part of my life is different or that part of my life is different, then everything, then I'll be so happy. But that's not the case. My joy comes from the fact that I have Christ, not because I have a different set of circumstances in my life. So no matter what circumstances I face, then I'm okay. I'm still, and I know that He is God. Right? That's why Psalm 33 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them out of them all. Okay. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them out of all. So... We are to expect sufferings. We are to expect tribulations in this world. But we cannot be scared of them. We, get, we, we take them on with joy and with gladness, knowing that we have Christ in us and we, in, we are in Him. There's a song that some of you guys know that some of the youth may be saying on retreats. Um, and if the world falls apart around me, Satan will never defeat me. As long as, you're, as long as Christ is holding me, I believe His hand is mighty, right? So... We need to believe that with Him, we can overcome the difficulties and the sufferings and the circumstances and the sadness that we're all going through. And we see around us because His hand is mighty. His hand is mighty. It's only in the victory of Christ over the world that we read earlier today in the Pauline that we can face all of our problems, that we can face all our sufferings, that we can face all of <coughs> everything that we experience and come out of it transformed. Come out of it transformed for our, out of, for our edification. Okay? Because it's only in Christ that suffering becomes an actual fellowship with Him. Like St. Paul says in Philippians 3.10. It's only in Christ that suffering is viewed as a gift from God. As St. Paul says in Philippians 1.29. It's only in Christ that suffering becomes a display of God's glory in my life. Like the blind man. It's only in Christ that suffering becomes... A means by which my faith is made stronger, like we had earlier today in the Catholic epistle from St. Peter. It's only in Christ that suffering becomes a means by which we comfort other people who are also suffering. Like St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians. Suffering becomes a way for us to keep our focus on the life to come, not what's earthly. Like St. Paul says also in 2 Corinthians 14, uh, chapter 4. That suffering becomes a way for us to be humble. That suffering becomes a way to reveal my true identity and my true character, which hopefully will lead me to repentance. Okay. All that, how we view this suffering, could only be done through Christ. Okay. So to bring it back full circle to what I was saying earlier is that God is innocent. God is innocent. The suffering around us or in our life 
It's a result of sin. It's a result of the influence of the devil on earth. Right? It's a re really the separation from God, like I was saying earlier. But the good news is that despite all that, God is with us. Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God is with us. Right? So he uses the sufferings that's present in this world for our edification and perfection and sanctification. So as opposed to <clears throat> getting mad and upset with God, like sometimes we do, today Christ is calling on me to run to Him, to be cheerful, to be peaceful, okay? Despite everything that I'm experiencing, because it's only in Him that I can overcome the world and everything that's in it. The last thing I'm going to leave you with today is part of Psalm 45, and it says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and it be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So no matter how difficult the circumstances are in our life, and some are very, 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 very difficult, okay? Christ is telling me today, He's telling us today, not to fear, but to be cheerful, to be peaceful, because he's with us. He's our refuge. He's our strength. He's our help. And our victory over the world and everything. And glory be to God forever. Amen.